0: been stunned by this development as a lifelong basketball fan i think i'm in love with soccer i am never liked soccer in my life except for during world cup time but i think it has stuck i think the soccer bug is in my system and i think it's i think it's terminal i do because why it reminds me of hoops it reminds me of hoops i've been watching the world cup right like a lot of people and I'm not going to pretend I'm some kind of soccer guru because I'm not. I like know almost nothing. I don't know I don't know what words mean. I don't know what player positions are. All I know is what my two basketball-minded eyeballs see and I love it. And I have loved this knockout stage. There's just something about the passion and the pageantry that has sucked me in. Never mind all the human rights abuses and probably killing a a journalist for making a statement about, uh, you know, love is love. Who knows? We're going to just put that to to the side for a second. Rest in peace to Grant Wall. In all seriousness, he was an absolute awesome dude. Um, But if you watch hoops carefully, you can understand soccer pretty well as well, right? It's like the NBA. It's like spacing and flow and star players star studs just like the association one of the more astounding stats in the NBA and we've talked about this before is that no team no team has won a championship without since the late 1970s without a current or former starting all-star on the team think about that that's crazy like if you don't have an all-star who started in an all-star game either either last year or in previous years, you are cooked. And that's pretty much the same with soccer as well. Without a world-class goal scorer, bucket-getter, striker, U.S. men's national team, absolutely cooked. They have talent, but I could tell very quickly, oh boy, this team with Christian Pulisic, they're not the one. He's not the one. He's no cold-blooded killer. He doesn't want no smoke. He doesn't have it like that. He doesn't. Even me, the rube that I am about soccer, could tell, oh, no, we don't have, what's this kid's name, Memphis Depay? We don't have a Memphis Depay. I just learned about him, and I was like, he's much better than our best guy. Like, you could just tell that when we lost to Holland. It was very clear. He's very good. He's pretty good. No shade to Christian Pulisic the darling of U.S. men's soccer, our standards are much lower than the rest of the world in terms of what we need in order to extend and improve our game. But we don't have a Cristiano Ronaldo. We don't. We don't have a Messi. We do not. We don't have a Harry Kane. Holland striker Memphis Depay is probably my new new favorite player. Like, I loved him. And the U.S. Home, went home, obviously, round of 16 because of that. The jig was up when Polisic had the opportunity to score five minutes into the game, pretty much one on one, and all of a sudden (coughs) couldn't get it out. There's no shade, no shade, but it was it was not something that a cold blooded killer would have done. And the US has never really had a true killer since Landon Donovan, so they say. I don't know a lot about Landon Donovan, but I hear he was a stone cold killer. And just like the NBA Contender needs a bucket getter. Soccer team that wants to move on needs a relentless finisher as well. So all of this is a large setup to say, I've been thinking about star players in soccer, the expectations put on them, and then the star players in basketball and the expectations put on them, right? So I was thinking about Messi and all the expectations on him. Ronaldo doing a little Googling then that led me to the rabbit hole that is LeBron James and all the expectations put on him that he has surpassed time after time, which got me thinking about Victor Wambanyama. I know, it's a reach. Let me explain. Probably like only a few players in history have had as much expectations as Cristiano Ronaldo, right? Since he burst on the scene as a teenager, people were tabbing him as the next best thing. Just like LeBron, the kid from Akron. 20 years ago this week, as you know, LeBron burst on the scene on the national stage with his first ESPN television game leading St. Mary's to a win over the number one high school team in the nation. As an aside, which is crazy. Think about this. 20 years ago to the day, that was LeBron's first high school game that was televised. And this week as well, the same anniversary, LeBron James' kid Played against Carmelo's kid on ESPN in a high school game. It's fucking nuts. That's fucking nuts. Anyway, moving on back to Renato and LeBron. At age 18, they were on every magazine cover with the highest expectations that you could put on any individual in the world. More famous than anyone in sports. They became internationally famous before they could legitimately drink in America. As an aside, LeBron James has like almost a half a billion followers on Instagram. Ronaldo, I think, has like 300 million. Just crazy stuff, right? And they both went out and did the incredible. Despite the insane hype, they didn't just meet them, they didn't just meet the expectations. They exceeded them soundly, right? That's insane. You ready? Showtime. expectations that LeBron was going to be the next Michael Jordan right the kid from Akron maybe was going to at 17 enter the draft before high school was even over that was what he was trying to do when I was in high school I remember that he was trying to break the rules and go his senior year and we're like oh my god how good could he be in order to do that blah 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 and all of a sudden from year one it was instantaneously yes he's that guy he is him you can make the Hall of Fame and still be a disappointment. And he is obviously, he is what, 37 years old, almost 38. And he has continued, continued to deliver when he should be in an NBA old folks' home. He should be getting his NBA AAR peep card, his NBA pension fund right now. And he is continuing to be transcendent. Braun is transcendent. Ronaldo, transcendent. So is Messi. So is Neymar. So is Mbappe. Kobe, Jordan, rare enough to be known by one name, right? Which is what brings me to Victor. We're already calling it Brick for Vic, right? Tank for Wambanyama. 18 years old, 7'4", already been called the best NBA prospect in NBA history. Better than Braun. Right now, the hype on Victor Wambanyama is higher than LeBron James. Maybe it's social media. Maybe it's the time that we're in. Maybe it's the fact that LeBron James delivered on that. But talk about insane expectations. No one in hoops since LeBron James, Ronaldo, and Messi in soccer have had that kind of weight on them. None. Before playing a pro game. Victor Wembanyama is playing pro in France, but you know what I'm talking about. This game, right? Tony per- Parker has seen this up close and personal. Parker was born in Belgium, grew up in France, became an all-star and an NBA champion in San Antonio. He's known Victor since he burst on the scene, right? So he said in a recent interview this. My advice to Victor is to make sure he has his own expectations. Because it's impossible to please everyone. Everyone's going to think, oh yeah, you should play like this. Oh yeah, you should play like Kevin Durant. Just be you though. Have your own expectations expectations. Very Yoda. Very Yoda of Tony Parker. Don't you agree? I do. Tremendous advice. Because while I just watched Messi dribble through traffic, hit his teammate with an absolute nasty dime to give Argentina a goal against Croatia, and I asked myself, how great does Victor Wambayama have to be in order to exceed those More than LeBron James' expectations. And the answer is I think he has to be the best player of all time. I think he has to be the best player of our generation at least, of his generation. The hype, I believe, is that big. And you can say, like, oh, yeah, yeah, Victor didn't ask for this. Just like Zion. Zion didn't ask for it. He was on the SI cover. He was supposed to be the next LeBron James. He's not saying he's going to be the greatest. He's not. But enough people as a groundswell are saying it. Enough people are filming his pro games in France on ESPN. Who does that? They're only filming his, right? It's already fucking up the way that we see him. Think, think pieces are dropping every single week about him. They're following his every move. They're saying he's going to change the game as we know it, transcendent. They call him the unicorn because there's never been anyone like them except for maybe Ralph Sampson, right? Who can live up? Can anyone live up to this hype that Victor Wamanyama is having right now? LeBron did. Ronaldo did. Messi did. So Parker had these final words to say about Victor. I'm just always worried because people are putting him so high. I know he says he's ready, and he's ready to take on anything. But people... When they put you up so high like this and compare him to LeBron and Michael Jordan, it's almost unfair. He should have just been hiding in obscurity, just entered the draft. No one knows. I mean, we've seen these seven-footers come out of nowhere before, but it was like someone discovered him, and now he's it. Now he is him, and that is the world that we live in. It's very unfair. Fair or not, he's going to be judged on whether or not he's better than what LeBron James became with the expectations, better than Rudy Gobert. Better than Chris Porzingis. And is he some new variation of the greatest player we've ever seen? He'll never be compared to a guard. But he will be compared to Kevin Durant. Because he's seven foot tall, and he's skinny as hell, and he shoots threes. Think about Chet Holmgren. Same thing. Whether he ends up the next LeBron or the next Ronaldo remains to be seen. But one thing is for sure. Victor Wamanyama cannot be a bust. That would be a very, very bad thing for the NBA. Nobody wants to be Darko. Nobody wants to be Freddie Adu. And God forbid he's like Greg Odin or Sam Bowie. That would just be a goddamn shame.